What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Loading Podcast. My name is Arthur. And my name is AJ. It's December 4th, 2019. It is a week after Thanksgiving, and now that the dust is settled, I have my co-host here. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad you asked. Yo, how was your Thanksgiving, bro? Because I know that me personally, uh, I just celebrated with my mom because I had to work on Thanksgiving Day. So Oof. Yeah, so I did it on the weekend. But we had a good feast. We had a good feast. That's nice, man. That's what's up. I was on the other hand, I was out in Virginia for the uh for the Thanksgiving week, I guess you can say. Uh, I was out there with some family down south and I was just kicking it. Yeah. Nice, nice. What'd you do over there? Like anything worth noting? Yeah, I, I, I did do some things worth noting. I went to a gun range for the first time and I busted I busted some shots, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> How did that feel for the first time? Uh, it was weird. I was definitely nervous, mm-hmm. uh, but as I kept doing it, I kind of got more comfortable, I guess you can say. Oh, okay, okay. Because um, I think it would naturally be nerve-wracking, like for the first time going to a gun range and then just shooting something like that. Especially, like, take it, take if you're a gamer, right? Yeah. You played a whole bunch of first-person shooters, and you're like, oh my god, it's so cool. I get to shoot bad guys and everything. Nah, and it, it wasn't that cool. I was kind of, I was actually nervous. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's like the perceived thought that you get whenever you play those types of games. And then when you go to the actual range, you're, you're, your hands are trembling. You're wondering if um, you're able to like rec- uh, control the, the gun and you don't want to get hurt. Uh-huh. They also got some really good sales up there. When I was down there, I got a, I got a beanbag chair. And I also uh, went to this thing called the escape room. They got Ooh. this thing called Escape Room in Virginia. I've heard of those. It's, it's essentially a big room. They put you in with a bunch of puzzles. And you have an hour and you get three free hints. And you basically had to do all the puzzles. So how how hard were these puzzles? Like, were they, like, easy enough for a kid to solve? Or did you need an adult to help you with it? If there was kids in the room, I guarantee you they wouldn't. They can't beat the escape room by themselves. Unless they've seen it. Mm-hmm. Unless they've seen it or they've seen someone else do it. Those puzzles are weird. They're, like, they're in plain... Basically, they tell you, like, uh, you're not going to have to lift every anything heavy or do anything, like, uh, take photos off of walls and shit. Everything's in plain sight, but you kind of really have to have an eye for looking out for shit to like notice certain okay. uh, nuances and and hints and clues that you will find in the rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was my first time doing it, so I didn't make it. So, Aww. yeah, it was fun. It was it, it, like it sounds fun. I remember I did some research on that because I was a little bit curious on um, uh, going to see if they have one here at NYC. They, they have, have they have one in Manhattan. Yeah, they have some, and maybe I think one day we should check it out. It's see if we twenty five a person. It's still not that bad. Yeah, twenty five per person for an hour. Yeah, for an hour. So we gotta get our we gotta get our buddies. We gotta get our thinking caps on and make sure we do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, aside from that, um, I know there was uh, a couple of Black Friday sales that I was able to pick up. I got Resident Evil Two the remake mm. finally. Uh, I got that for, I believe, $20 it was on sale. And I also got Mario Rabbids Kingdom for Switch, a game that I was incredibly curious about. Why? Because. You like the Rabbids? Believe it or not, I actually do like the Rabbids. All right. I, I uh, this has been the- a good podcast, guys. <laughs> Don't forget, if you want to listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that, you can. And uh, we'll see you later. Peace. Plays the music afterwards right there. But no, I actually was. I do like the Rabbids. Like... The original like rap, uh, raving rabbits Rayman games I did play, but the reason why was because I was when the game first came out on Switch I was like all right this looks like a failure I'm not gonna pick this up. Then a couple of months passed by and then everyone's talking like so much praise about this game and I'm like wait hold up 
how is this type of game getting such good reception? And then I do a little bit of research, and then I find out that it's like a strategy, like sort of XCOM style but game. But I heard it's basically XCOM, yeah. Mario and Rabbit. Yes. And you know what? I was like, you know, yeah, I'm curious. It'll be cool to have an XCOM type of game. Is it cool? So far from what I've played, yeah, it's actually pretty fun. Okay. It's All actually right. really fun. I enjoy it. It's easy, but I heard it gets actually somewhat difficult in like World 3 or something like that. All right. Well, interesting. Okay. As for, <laughs> as for me, on the other hand, uh, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft. I've been playing... Smash Bros. I just got actually. Oh yes! Yes. Shout out to Joel. I appreciate it. Uh, what else? What else have I been playing? Pokey MMO. I've been playing Pokey MMO. Yes, we have been playing Pokey MMO. Um, what part are you up to? I'm curious. The same part that I t- was on last time. Oh, you haven't played afterwards. Oof. Well, it's the same for me. I the part that I told you that I was on, I'm still on it right now. But yeah. Um, speaking of games. I think that we should start to transition into, since it's a new month. Wait, wait, before you even get into that, though, I wanted to ask you, like, have you been watching any uh, shows, anime, anime? What have you been keeping up with on that on that side? On the anime side? Yeah. Let's see. Um, I've been keeping up with Blade of the Immortal. I think I told you about it, I think, a couple of weeks ago. What episode? Uh, I believe six. Uh, I haven't watched seven if it came out yet. I haven't checked on it. I just know I've just watched how, it. How are you liking it so six. far? Give me, Give me a thesis. It's not bad. Uh, I like the art style, although it's a little. It at times it looks a little bit washed out, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like very light. What about the characters? Characters. Um, I can tell you that. Well, the anime is originally a 2008 anime. Okay. That's based off. But it's a uh, remake. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, it's a remake. Uh, it's only available on Amazon for some fucking reason, but we don't do that. Uh, Hello, Kiss Anime. Uh, aside from that, uh, I forgot what this guy's name. Uh, it's just he's an immortal samurai that takes on this girl that hires him for revenge on the group of samurai that killed her her mother and father. The only reason I know the show is because that one clip you keep showing me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a clip in episode two where a guy is about to stab the, the main protagonist. Yeah, we, we, you mentioned it on the podcast before, I believe, yeah. a few episodes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they just stab him. In the throat. What, what else have you been watching now? Um, aside from that, I've been watching Dr. Stone again, catching up with the show. Uh, My Hero, I've been catching up mm-hmm, with. My Hero. We're going to talk about that a little later, though. Yes. You want to get into the gaming topics first. Yes. But uh, anything else? Aside from that, uh, not really. Not really, actually. I've been meaning to check out No Guns Life, which is a show about a guy that has a gun for a head in a post-apocalyptic world, I think. Wow. Okay. And aside from that, yeah, that's really all that I've been keeping up with. Most of the other shows either i i'm waiting until the season finishes or they just don't interest me enough i'm just interested in this show called no gun life <laughs> he has a gun for a head yes a gun like for if, a he, head. if he puts on a hoodie he's just like a big ass gun like yes. pointing this way yes that's literally it what the fuck man all right well japan is a very wonderful place all right i, I think it's time to get into the topics now yes the gaming topics so First things first, we want to go over. It's a brand new month, so we got to go over the new games for PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live Gold. Alright, so first, for PS4, you will be getting Titanfall 2 and Monster Energy Supercross. The second one doesn't really interest me that much, but Titanfall 2 really interests me because I haven't played a Titanfall game uh, since the last one, and that was on a 360 about five 
maybe it's coming up on six years ago. I don't, I don't necessarily. It was, remember. I think, 2014, so about five, yeah. All right, well, yeah, Titanfall, and that game. It, while it was a very fun game, it was uh, lacking in content, and I heard that the second one addressed a lot of the problems in the first one, so I'm kind of excited to give that one a shot later today. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff to say about Titanfall 2 that we'll get into after we review the games uh, for this month, so, uh, but yeah, that's for PlayStation. Xbox is a little bit different. Wait, but, but what about Monster Energy Supercross, though? Are you not excited for Monster Energy so moving Supercross? moving on to Xbox. <laughs> Alright, cool. <laughs> Monster, it it's it looks like a racing. It just looks like your typical um, Trials Fusion trial. Not even because Trials Fusion has some quirky things to it and it has custom made tracks that makes the game fun. This one just looks like a standard, but dirt bike racing game. Okay, well, what's, tell me what's on Xbox. Then. Yes, in Xbox for the first half of the month, we got Insane Robots and Toy Story Three: The Video Game. Uh, afterwards, after the 16th, you will get Jurassic World Evolution and Castlevania Mirror of Fate. Well, one of those games sounds pretty decent. Yes. The other one, on the other hand, I'm not too sure about. Alright, so, Xbox. <laughs> Let's have a conversation, right? Uh-huh. Uh, these games are cool. Toy Story 3, I can see that being interesting if you like 12 or something, if you like Toy Story. Uh, I don't know what Insane Robots is. I don't know what uh, I don't know much about Jurassic World Evolution. Wait, Jurassic World isn't that the one with Chris Pratt? I think so. I don't want to play Jurassic World Evolution. I'm good, bro. <laughs> you sure you don't want to like run around with uh, dinosaurs? Bro, I'm good, them? bro. The dinosaurs went extinct for a reason. I don't want to revisit that. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, well. That's been about it for the, for the free games for PlayStation and Xbox. To be honest, the highlight of this month is PlayStation's um, Titanfall 2, Titanfall 2 yeah. for free. Now, um, I have Titanfall 2 already on PC. Uh, the community on PC is almost dead, I would say. Like, from what I've... Uh, when I got on last time, which was like a year ago, well, the player count was around 900 maybe less now on pc yeah on pc and seeing it on playstation uh when um i checked last night i didn't play any games but i checked the player count right just to make sure that multiplayer was working fine for to when i play it it almost had about fifteen thousand players still not a lot still not a lot but compare check that, that on ps4 or on pc P- uh, ps4 that's still not a lot but considering the fact that it had probably less players, like maybe 500, mm-hmm. that's a huge boost. Well, it's still the beginning of the month, so hopefully the, the people can actually get a chance to download the game. Because they don't usually release the games this early. They they wait to like the 6th or something, the 5th yeah. or the 6th, to drop the games. But hey. Hey, it's good to have. If you, have um, if you haven't played it, it's definitely a good game to try out. Yes. If you like big mechs, like wall running. And just an overall, like, fun time, just shooting players and having a fun... And also, the campaign is actually really good. So, like, I've heard, yeah. Yes, from, it's, like, the biggest improvement from Titanfall 1. Instead of having, like, uh, co-op missions that lead to nothing, we have a campaign that is actually very fun and memorable for all the right reasons. So, definitely check it out if you have a PlayStation. I highly recommend it. I know I'm going to be playing a bunch of multiplayer uh, with my friends, with uh, my co-hosts over here. Um, aside from that, yeah, I hope you enjoy those games. Definitely, uh, I would say quality games at least compared to uh, 
<laughs> what Xbox is rolling out this month. But not, no offense to Xbox fans. Castlevania is probably going to be good. Toy Story 3 is going to be good. But, yeah. Yeah, and also, uh, also, I'll, I kind of want to just backtrack to what, what we were saying earlier. Like how you said you picked up Resident Evil 2 for Black Friday. Yes. Uh, I also have to mention this in jest because it is news, but it's still not technically confirmed. This is a rumor. Uh, Resident Evil 3 got uh, leaked, essentially. Mm-hmm. An, uh, an image from Resident Evil 3. How do you feel about that? And uh, h- how are you uh, liking Resident Evil 2 so far? Resident Evil 2, well, I- I'll- let me just quickly say my opinions on Resident Evil 2 for now. Because I haven't beaten the game yet. I'm only in like an hour of it. But overall, the game looks gorgeous. Uh, it's cool to see me playing as Leon again. Because I never played the original. So it's good to, you know, uh, play this one now and catch up with the story. I played um, all the all the Resident Evil games past 3. So four, five, six, uh, Umbrella Chronicles, all that kind of stuff I played. Playing this again with uh, really good controls, uh, decent atmosphere, and all this, it feels good. It feels good. I had plans on buying it at the beginning of the year when it first came out, but you see, uh, my bank account told me no, so I listened, and now here we are. But so far, so good. Anyway, uh, Resident Evil 3, uh, it is the only Resident Evil game now to this day that i have not played i've played one but i never beat it uh i know three kind of gets overlooked because of one two and four so it's good it's good if this rumor is true to have this so that resident evil 3 gets like a little bit more attention yeah that is good because i know that a lot of people when they think of resident evil you think of four you think of one some people go to two because it's their favorite, and it's also. I would also just like to add that it's also doing good for the the horror game community because I know there's not a lot of horror games that come out every single year, especially AAA. So, yeah, especially AAA. Most of the horror games that really pop are uh, indie horror games that are uh, made by just like one person or group of people. Yes, and I think it's doing good for the horror community. So yeah, yes, I agree. Because like, what is the we had Resident Evil Seven last year, I think, mm-hmm. or two years ago. And, uh, well, we have Outlast. Indeed. Speaking of Outlast, also, I heard they're also going to add multiplayer or yes. co-op I think to it's, Outlast. I don't know if it's confirmed, but apparently they are at, they're going to add multiplayer to Outlast in the next game. Mm-hmm. How is that sure. going to work? I have no idea. Will it keep the game scary? We'll have to wait and find out. Because, obviously, if you have a friend with you, it's not. It's going to make the experience a little bit less scary. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. we'll see. All right, well, honestly, there really wasn't that much gaming news other than that. I can't really think of anything else to add uh, mm-hmm. to this, so I think we're just going to transition over to the movie news now. Yes, because today, or was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. It was right? yesterday. At the time of recording, us normies, we have to talk about the fucking <laughs> <laughs> the Black Widow trailer. Yes. What did you think of it? Because I already saw I, it. I wouldn't know. I want to know what you think first. What I like, thought of it. I, all right. I'll tell you this. I, I'm going to say my, my opinion for last. All right. All right. All right. First off, who the fuck was that fat man in that suit? Because, all right, I don't know if it's me not knowing um, Black Widow's, like, characters and, like, No, no, that, that's what it is. That yeah, is yeah, yeah, that's what, what, it is? That's what okay, it is. Okay, okay. If it is, well, yeah, it is. I want to know who the fuck was that guy. Because <laughs> he, it, it just took me a surprise because I don't know Black Widow that much aside from the character in Avengers. So uh, I just have questions. Uh, it did look 
uh, interesting. I will say, I do like the fact that since it's Black Widow, there's no over the top like action scene. Well, there is over the top action scenes, but it's like condensed to what Black Widow can do. Like, you know, you have your Captain Americas, you have your Thors, you have like your gods among men, like flying around doing all this. Black Widow's just, in actuality, you know, like just a secret agent. That's like really good. You know what I mean? Yeah, to counter that argument, I just would like to remind you of that scene at the end of the trailer. Yes. Where she was literally flying that's down why, in the that's air. That's why I changed my, um, with a bunch said, of fucking when I said robots over the top action. Man. I was like, oh, wait, no, no. There is over the top action. There this is. is Marvel, after all. You already know they're going to have that. Honestly? It's cool. I don't know if this was something that I would want to see. And is this is this coming to theaters or is it on like a Disney Plus? Uh, or it just said. I think it's I trailer. think it's coming to theaters. Honestly, it just said at the end of the trailer, like what April twenty twenty. I don't know if this is a story that I would like to see in a movie format. I think this might be a story that I would want to see play out in like a a television a televised format with like an episodic type of content. Uh, I would say that just because of the fact that you're introducing a whole new set of characters and i know how difficult that can be to introduce a whole new set of characters they i mean but they've done it in guardians of the galaxy they've done it with black panther somewhat somewhat but i would like to see them just develop it a little bit more i really want to know how the pacing of this movie is going to be because once again she doesn't have any superpowers but i'm kind of interested i'm like you kind of got me like half. I don't. I'm not. I'm. I'm kind of indifferent on it, to be honest. It's like the thing with Black Widow is that she doesn't really have superpowers, like you say, but it's more like she's like the perfect like agent soldier. And isn't she dead? Yeah. See, that was another question that I had. Like, in what time? Like, in what time does this movie take place? Because it in the trailer you obviously know that it takes place after she's in the Avengers, right? Uh huh. After she's recruited by what Nick Fury. Because she has the family that she mentions. She's going back to do something. Yeah, I just feel like this is just opening wounds now, honestly. Yeah. Like, I, I felt like the timing for this was really all off. This needed to be a movie that came out after, like, Iron Man 2. Yeah. Or Iron Man 3. Or, like, even, like, the second Captain America. Like, like if anything, it's long overdue. It's long overdue, honestly. And it's like, now that we've kind of passed the end game and we've seen what happens to the characters' fates and everything, it's kind of just, like... Why this now? You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, you know, you know what I just thought of. That's right like now? that's like that's like having fucking. A, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, no. But fine. that's like having a Robert Downey Jr. as a ghost in fucking Iron Man Four. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, how are you continuing it afterwards? He's he, dead. I understand it's a prequel, but at the same time, it's like she's fucking dead, bro. Like, I don't know, bro. <laughs> uh, I just reminded myself because when you were like, it's a prequel and it's telling a story in between the time before um she, spoiler she dies in endgame it reminded me of that one time when we went to go see selma oh god <laughs> stop no <laughs> i'm gonna tell it anyway you're like wait who like people watching this like yo what is selma all right so selma was a movie i forgot what 2014 15 it's just a story about martin luther king and something that happened uh uh i forgot what it was i think a bridge or something like that. But anyway, uh, I went to this movie with uh, my class in high school. And oh shoot, okay. What happened was that um, before the movie start, I screamed out, "Spoiler alert! He dies in the end." Naturally, if you know history, you would know that Martin Luther King is dead. So, one of the students looked at me in pure anger and disgust, 
and say, what the fuck, man? Why you have to spoil something like that? And I look at him in bewilderment, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you ki- Like, nah, but... No, it just reminded me, because imagine if some dickhead just goes into the theater, right, of the Black Widow movie, and then right before the movie plays, she just, he just says, spoiler alert, she died, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so dickish, dude. But nah, um, honestly... Uh, I say this movie should have come out way before Endgame. At the very least. Should have came out like after like Avengers in between Avengers after the first... Age of Ultron. Yeah. But before or or maybe even after Civil War. You could pick your spots, honestly. But there's a bunch of opportunities this movie could have had to came out. Ooh, I knocked I knocked with us. But I'm kinda A on it now. You know what I mean? I'm kinda yeah. if this was like three, four years ago, I, I could have seen myself going to see this. But now it's like I don't know. It's kind of like an optional thing. You want more story? You want you want to know more about Black Widow? Here you go. Like, kind of deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to mention, the trailer didn't really show much besides... Like, they show, they show some new characters, but in terms of, like, story, there wasn't really much to grab me on. Mm-hmm. Besides uh, wacky characters. I know I already know that Fat Guy is about to be comedic relief. Yeah. I, I mean, mean it's a I already movie. know everyone. There's always something. Everyone has a role. It's like the sister's gonna be like the, the straight edge. I'm assuming the fat guy's gonna be the comic relief. Natasha's sort of, sort of gonna play both fields. Yeah. And I forgot the other characters they showed because I don't know. Yeah, if you boil, if it boil, when you boil down to it, it's literally just a Marvel film starring Black Widow. Yeah. You're gonna have your tropes. You're you're gonna have the things that you expect. It's going to have nice action CG. You're going to have your comedy thrown in there because, you know, it's Marvel. I wouldn't write this movie off, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Like, it's just only time will tell. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we got to move on. Yes. Let's move past the movie news. Let's talk about My Hero Academia. We haven't given an update to this show in quite a few episodes. Yes. So we're going to talk about what's going on with it right now. I believe they're on episode seven. I think so. At the time of this recording, I believe they were on episode yeah, 7. Yeah, because I remember episode 6 was the meeting that they had about... Um, yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, episode 7. All right. Yes, cool. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, we haven't given the update since episode 17. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so this is episode so, 20 like, now. So. All right, so since you asked me first about the Black Widow trailer, I'm going to ask you first. How do you think uh, My Hero is progressing so far? I like it. You like it? I like it a lot. I like the villains that they're setting up. I like the story that they're telling. Mm-hmm. I love the animation. The animation, uh, I would say, just keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not it's not receding in animation. No. Quality, and but... also, it's like, My Hero has, like, a nice, unique style where it's, like, I say it's, like, very sharp with, um, like, the outlines and everything, like, with the characters, kind of, like, you know, resembling, like, a comic book. Well, there's a lot of black shading to a lot of characters. There is, there is. Thing. And, you know, it, it just pops out. My Hero's always been good at that, while also remaining, like, with nice, clean animation. Mm-hmm. With all that kind of stuff. But more specifically, as to how they're telling the story, I like how they used foreshadowing. If you remember in the earlier episodes, remember when he first started his uh, internship? Yes. At that place with, uh, I forgot his name, Night Eye? Night Eye, yeah. Night Eye, Night Eye. So... He basically started his internship there, and I believe on the first patrol, they ran into the villain and that little girl, and that came back around in a few episodes later, and I just like how they did that. Mm-hmm. And I also like the the darker aspect of the story that they're trying to angle it from. I do. That's uh, probably because, the biggest thing that I like. Mm-hmm, because uh, essentially what they're saying is the dude is using his daughter's body to create 
the weapon that can remove people's quirks mm-hmm. for a short amount of time. And probably eventually, I'm going to assume later on in the show, they're, they're going to get to a point where it's like, yo, one shot and it's like, boom, your quirk's gone. Yep. But I, I like it. I like the... Uh, and I just like seeing how that affected Deku and the other guy who looks like All Might. The young guy. Oh. Top three. Yeah, yeah, the top yeah. three, yeah. The million something guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Oh, yeah. The million. The million? I don't know. The guy that can face through objects. The one that I always like to say he looks like a Pip-Boy from Fallout. With his fucking little eyes and everything. And mm-hmm. he just looks hilarious. And I also like that the students are still developing, getting stronger. I like the fact that they also uh, decided to focus on some other students that I feel like needed some interesting character development. I'm actually, like, I'm really liking, sorry to cut you off right uh-huh. now. But I really like um, Kirishima and how he's actually getting development now. Yeah, I was going to say Kirishima, yeah. Yeah, because out of all of them, like we have, you know, Ochako and... Um, uh, Suyu that are like you know with the other with the girl even, even the girls got development though. yeah they're getting development but Uraraka Frappy got development I, I just call in like Chaco. previous seasons yes uh, who else uh, Todoroki Todoroki yeah Bakugo but, had a lot of character development too in the last season yeah last lie. season but this season I think we're focusing on, on, their, on the other characters. on the other ones like it's Kirishima especially like, this man had a, an entire episode about him getting a new form and finally saving other people. And we got, like, a little a little glimpse, right, of, um, like, why he, like, fights kind of thing. Like, motivation, which yeah. I appreciate. I appreciate. And they're also showing ultimate moves now, too. Yes. Like, their little ultimate moves that they, that they got from practicing and training. I just want to see him keep getting stronger, especially Deku. Yes. Uh... Yeah, I can't really complain. Oh, I just got to touch on one thing in episode seven. Yeah. Uh, when they finally decided to do the raid. And the, <laughs> they fucking, the, the police officer was like, hey, we have a warrant for your rest. He's like, okay, let's ring the doorbell. Ding dong and a fucking big ass, bulky ass <laughs> brute just punches the shit out of that officer. Yeah. I remember that fucking part. No, Hilarious. Like, the thing that I'm liking about this or what I really want to see is that Every season, right, Deku is impacted in some way. Mm-hmm. Like, in the first season, he finally got his powers from All Might, and he now knows what that responsibility means. Mm-hmm. Season two, it's more like um, he understands the development and, like, the others around him, and that they're, like, other heroes. Was he still breaking his arm in season two? Yes. Yes. But he, he was learning more how to control it by, like, using, like, other body parts to, mm-hmm. like, attain the power. Season three... He learned. I, I to me, season three he front really found out like uh, how to use his powers properly. Yeah, how to use his powers properly, and I want to say like he starts to understand what uh, the title of being the carrier of uh, one for all means. But I want to say that's also what season four is about. Yes, but I would also like to add that uh, in this season, what I would like to see, and this is because well, we're not manga readers, so we yeah. wouldn't know. But I would like to see. A, uh, a lot more maturity developed from Deku, especially in terms of uh, decision making and things like that, because yes. his decision making is so cliche to what an anime protagonist is in in a, in a shonen. It's like, oh, a hero, I must help. I must yes. help. Let me not think of strategy. Let me not even think of a strategic thing to approach this situation. I mean, I would even argue that Goku and Naruto. Like comparing it to like some other great shonens, uh, have a very strategic way about going with it. You know what I'm saying? Really? 
yes, Naruto, especially I, I, I give it more so to Naruto, just because Naruto always has a, 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 a idea up his sleeve, a fucking mm. clone hidden somewhere, a fucking surprise attack, something that they're not expecting. When you think it's the last clone, he disappears too, and then he comes out of nowhere. Like he always has something up his sleeve. Of what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. and Deku doesn't really have any sort of uh, tricks. To be honest, I actually think it's the opposite. For me personally, because um, Deku, from what I've seen him, is that he, like, remember this, right? Before he had all of his powers, he had, like, multiple manuals, right? Of, like, heroes and their powers and learning them, right? Because since he didn't have a, a quirk, he still wanted to be a hero. He had to, like, go all out. So he had to literally learn every single power. Yes. And I think in a lot of his fights, he plans ahead, but almost too much. He plans ahead, but like, I will agree much. with you, but to the thing, it, it it plans ahead, but almost all the time, it always boils down to him just straight up trying to kick them or punch them. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by that. Yes, he may have researched it, but the way he executes it is just flat out bad. Like, like, like I'm not saying that like the way he fights is bad, but just the way he thinks as a, as a hero is bad. Like, mm-hmm. you, you've seen it, even when uh, the little girl got introduced in the show, and he was just like... Should I take her? Should I take her? Should I take her? When he know damn well he shouldn't have been fucking with that little girl. Yes. And the other hero was like looking at him like, yo, what the fuck is this little kid doing? He about to get me fucked up out here. But you see, like for me, um, it's like he doesn't like take, like he doesn't go with the moment. You know what I mean? Like I think, because I, re- I remember I was watching, um, you know, a YouTuber called Mother's Basement. Yes. I know Mother's Basement. Yes. He did a, he did an anime which is a little series that he likes. He analyzes anime fights, right? Uh huh. And I think he sums it up perfectly, right? Between Bakugo and Deku, two of them are mirror opposites of each other. One, Deku likes to think ahead and try to make a strategy and counters to the strategy that his opponent's gonna do. I'll give him that. And that fight between Deku and Bakugo, that Deku did a lot of strategy. Yes. With that. While Bakugo is com- is completely the opposite. He just goes in full force and then just hopes for the best and uses his force to overwhelm his opponent as much as i would agree with that statement i would say they are more so alike mm-hmm. in terms of approach but i do will say deku has a lot more preparation i just don't like how it plays out in terms of strategy because like i said before mm-hmm. he may have, have the ability to think ahead but almost every single time in fights it, it pretty much boils down to him just kicking or punching yeah well to be fair that's really like all he can do right the opponent now. not anything else yeah because it's like, well, what, 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 like with Deku's powers right now, mm-hmm. like he, that's really all he can do. It's more like manipulating the powers to do like some cool stuff. Like, Not you necessarily, know, though. Like, you know, like, seen for it... example, like snapping his finger to create like a nice projectile attack. Yes, but I here's why I disagree, though. Not mm-hmm. necessarily, though, because I will say, like, even with the fight with Bakugo, how he uh, pres- like used his finger to aim at the ground instead of Bakugo to specifically not try to hit him. Mm-hmm. That's that's strategic. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like it really just all boils down to him punching or kicking the opponent, mm-hmm. not using his powers in any other sort of way. And yeah, there may not seem like there's any other sort of way, but he can develop and learn other things, just like all the other characters oh, yes. have been learning ultimate moves and yes, things like and that. And I think I think that's what he's trying to do, in a way. I also think honestly that he's trying to think on the spot more. Like I think a good fight that represents that is the one between him and Night Eye. That uh, that took place. Remember how Nihai said, "Like, get grab this um pencil from me, and you'll and I'll be and you'll be able to get it." 
And I think at that point, you saw, like, Deku's, um, like, way of thinking in a fight. Like, hmm, I'll do this, and then I'll do that, in order to get the pencil or the pen, whatever it was, from his hands. And that didn't work. Granted, that was Night Eye's power. He could see into the future for an hour. Mm-hmm. He, he's he good at doing that, but what I was really getting at is I, I would like to see more strategic yeah. moves going on. And like I said, I think he's develop, He's trying to develop that. It's not there yet, though. It's not there yet, but I think he's working. And I think this season, as we continue, we'll start to see him trying to use his powers, aside from just kicking and punching like you mentioned, and use it in more strategic ways while also implementing, like... You know, you can't prepare everything beforehand, right? Mm-hmm. Like, some things you just have to, like, go with your gut feeling and then just go for it. That's kind of like... Like, every different um, hero in the show, like Bakugo, Todoroki, Suyu, Ochako, they have their own way of, like, fighting. It's more like he's learning all of that to become the best hero. You know what I mean? Like, he can't prepare everything by hand. He has to find strategic ways to use his powers to make the most out of any situation. He can't think... Uh, on the fly for every strategy possible. That's just not possible. You're always going to run into someone that uh, proves that to be not the case. Mm-hmm. So I think as the season develops, we'll start to see more of that. At least that's what I hope. Yeah, I hope so too. That's what I hope for, All honestly. Right. Well, I think that's been about it. Yes. Honestly. All also, right, well. I will say the opening in uh, this one is really, really good. <laughs> just, be, just, just want to throw that out there. I love the opening. Interesting. Well, we'll 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 come back with another recap in a few weeks. Uh, we're on episode seven, I believe. So yeah, yeah, we're gonna check in. I want to see next time we check in. I really hope that the show has developed in a really really good way. I want to see how this arc pans out. And yeah, all right. Well, let's do the wrap up now. Yes. All right, guys. Well, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, pretty much anywhere else you listen to podcasts on the web. Don't forget, we have a video version coming out on YouTube every Monday morning at 9 a.m. And don't forget, if you want to be a part of the show and you want to leave a Q&A message, you can leave a voice message on our site that is at anchor.fm slash Podcast. I repeat, that is at anchor.fm slash Podcast. You can find me on every social media at Aaron Ryder, A-R-A-N-R-Y-D-E-R. And you can find my guy right here at... At Flying Rye on Twitch or on every other platform, Arthur underscore ASP. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, if you enjoyed, be sure to also rate us a five-star rating on iTunes because it helps our show grow. And we would appreciate it if you did do that because it helps us get it out to more other more people and stuff like that on that other note. But, yeah, I think that's been about it. So, guys, do all that stuff. Enjoy. My name is AJ. And my name is Arthur. And this has been The Loading Podcast, episode 20. Have a good one. See you guys next time.